0: Let's get back to the action on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone.
1: And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number three. I'm Jim Galanti along with Dustin Smith And before we continue to talk to you about that fake game that happened over the weekend... I want to talk to you about a real game coming in the fall. Not just a real game, a big interconference game at Auburn, Penn State Auburn. Dusty, you and I are getting to go to that game. Keystone Sports, along with collegiate athletic travel, offering you the opportunity to travel to that game. A charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, a great tailgate party. Everything you want from a road trip, that's what we're offering to you. Hope you could join us. If you want more information, you'd like to go to this game, this is the best way to do it. Go to athletictravel.com or call 800-788-4414. All the details. It's going to be a lot of fun. But right now, we've got a Blue White Spring practice event to talk about. Fair way to put it. If we don't want to call it a game. And off the air between segments, Dusty, you and I were talking about Sean Clifford's sixth year. Have we reached a point where we just know what he is? And, you know, nothing will change that opinion of him. But I asked you the question, and I feel the same way, that maybe the biggest variable for how Sean Clifford performs is the offensive line. Did you see anything at all this weekend that made you feel better about it that, you know what, we're going to get a much better Sean Clifford because we're going to get a much better offensive line?
0: Well, I mean, I think uh, I don't have the eye for the game to really evaluate and and grade what the offensive line did in this game. But, you know, I, I, I like the pieces. You know, Olu Fashanu, Fosh- uh, presumably at left tackle, um, kind of an unknown, but it seems, I mean, the the way that the Penn State coaching staff talks about the way that he goes about his business and works, uh, you, he, he looks like a left tackle. I mean, I, I feel pretty good about his ability to, to um, line up there and get that job done. Um, Caden Wallace... Obviously, comes off you know a bumpy season last year, but um, they're saying a lot, a lot of the right things about the way that he's doing things uh, this spring. And then Juice Scruggs, you know, I, I like him at center. You know, he, he's he's much more prototypically built for that job than Mike Miranda, who you know had some you know short arms. It just wasn't wasn't a high grade elite athlete. Juice Scruggs is is a much bigger step in that direction, I think. Then I, I think um, to to get a young guy in there, Landon Tangwall, uh, if he's the guy at left guard, uh, they like Sal Wormley. He was he was projected to be a starter last year. Still a bit of a question mark with his you know health after missing all of last season. Hunter Norzad um, will will arrive from Cornell. Um, a few fre- a few other freshmen will be there. I mean, there's there's reason to believe that that this group can you know. I, uh, to borrow your phrase, and I'll let you build on this too. Addition by subtraction could be a real thing with this, with this group. And also, we brought up the idea of seeing, you know, maybe one or two of these third year guys, uh, like a Nick Dawkins, who who we saw some on on Saturday. Maybe he's a guy who who's kind of ta- making his move now. I liked I liked him coming out of Parkland High School. I, I think he could be an interesting guy. So maybe you know you get another piece like that, and and you know. This group could be better than it was last year
1: um, just for all those reasons. You mentioned that my quote of um, addition by subtraction. And it's not to shred those guys that are leaving, but this didn't work last year. There were a lot of flaws in it. I'm not sure how many of them were physical, how many were mental. I've seen enough um, tapes reviewed where you could see some of the mental errors, some of the mistakes being made. And I think this is a team that's, they're better off with a restart, a reboot to this offensive line. And I feel like some of the building blocks are there. You mentioned Fashanu. The team seemed very confident. They didn't go with Landon Tengwall at left tackle. They said Fashanu is the guy. They plugged him in there for the bowl game. Come spring, there was never any doubt, any question. And I think, You know, conversations I've had with people, they feel like, okay, Tangwall could be a better player at guard probably than at tackle. And all of a sudden, do you have a left side that's better? And do you have now a center that the middle of the offensive line got kind of beat up a bit by bigger defensive lines? Well, Scruggs did get bigger. That's probably helpful. And remember, they made that change late in the year, moving Scruggs to center. And, you know, it must have been... That, that's where they wanted him. That was the best place for him. And you've got a couple candidates for the right guard position now. They've been talking very highly about Sal Warmly, Hunter Norzad's coming in. I think you've got to a point where the pieces are there for to be a better offensive line. At least we, we hope so. One of the places where depth does not seem to be an issue is if we're going to talk about receivers. No Parker Washington in uh, this game. Not sure why. Don't really care. He's the one guy I feel really good about. But it was nice to see some of the young guys, and it was also nice to see Mitchell Tinsley make a game, the tra- make a play, the transfer from Western Kentucky, Dusty.
0: I do have a lot to say about that. I want to go back to the offensive line for one brief second. Two quick things. I won't, I won't linger on it. Number one, as you're starting to list out names here, you're looking at guys who – you know more closely a majority of their time at Penn State has been under Phil Troutwine and a majority of the, their most meaningful practice time has been under Mike Yersich. you're not rebuilding you're not trying to change habits you're not trying to you're you're having guys who are much more ingrained in the philosophy of the this offense and the philosophy of the offensive line coach I think that has a chance to, again, the addition by subtraction thing. Um, guys who, who have been mentored by Phil Troutline for a majority of their careers, I think that means something. And number two, you know, I said this off air also, but um, the role of confidence and, and knowing, you know, like if, if the running backs perform better, um, that can help Sean Clifford, obviously. It can also help the offensive line believe that, okay, if I, I don't have to be, be perfect. Um, if I don't get, if I don't get this blocked perfectly, I'm confident that this guy behind me can make a play. And so you have that synergy. You have that, that dynamic of, if all these pieces work together a little bit better. And I think it's a good thing that you've got a bunch of potentially new pieces there. Um, as you mentioned, looking at the playmakers, I I really like this group and I, you get the feeling, you know, by what James Franklin said that the coaching staff really likes this group, Mitchell Tinsley approaches his job in a very professional way. Kind of like Jahan Dotson. It's fitting that he's wearing the same number. Uh, makes a nice play on that on on the only offensive touchdown that 13 yards, you know, swing pass and run up the sideline. I feel like he he's going to be the real deal. And I think Keandre Lambert Smith, you know, like the the early makings there suggest that, you know, he he's better. You know, he, he's, he's better now in year three, he's been the number three wide receiver. And technically that role might not change much, but I think there's going to be more confidence in him to make a wider assortment of plays. And you saw him more, you know, across the middle slants and stuff like that. Uh, I, I feel like um, that group can be really, really good with Parker Washington. And then, you know what? I mean, Caden Saunders, we saw a bunch of him. Uh, we saw Amari Evans, you know, in a, on a couple of different occasions very close to making a play, uh including a near touchdown. Uh boy, I mean, both those guys bringing that shifty speed to the equation. You don't need them to be, you know, primetime playmakers, but can they bring enough value with that speed um that that you burn both of their redshirts? I that to me that looks like a possibility. And then, you know, to see Harrison Wallace doing what um you know, he looks like he's fast becoming known for just that that big leaping ability to win that jump ball. Um, he might do that better than anybody else on the roster. You know, if, you, if you're if you if you're buying what you saw in the corner of the end zone in this in this game, very springy, athletic kid. Uh, Liam Clifford, you know, you saw him kind of grinding away. I mean, this is a pretty good group. Uh Jaden Dodden. Uh, ca- catching a touchdown. Uh, so I think, um, you know, they're, they're going to run pretty deep at wide receiver. That competition for who exactly is going to play what role is going to linger into the, the summer and, and training camp. And it's probably going to make all of them better. But I feel like no matter who emerges and who doesn't, there's a lot of really good options that they can mix and match. They can go five wideouts, no problem, and be able to kind of create some more mismatches this year because you're a little bit deeper.
1: My couple quick thoughts on the wide receivers. I loved, again, we saw two high school kids out there making plays, Amari Evans and Caden Saunders. And that catch Trey Wallace made in the corner of the end zone, that was a highlight catch. But I tell you what, do not underestimate the pass. Christian Vayu put the ball the only place it could have gone to be caught. And it was a tremendous pass, tremendous catch. I loved loved the play. That was the highlight play of the game. All right, Dusty, let's talk about special teams real quickly so we could devote the fourth quarter to the defense. Um, They did the kicking thing with the field goals. Pinniger was okay. I thought Sanders, the was the guy. A small sample size, but I want to give him the job. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, you know it's going to come down to there's going to be a lot of numbers and there's going to be pressure situations that they simulate and practice. There's a long, long way to go before he can become the guy. But, you know, on one hand, you know, Jake Pinnaker has never fully established himself as the guy. And Sanders Ahedak, I mean has looked to have a lot of leg, didn't look to be very bothered by the situation. I mean, this looks like to me, maybe it could be a more legitimate competition than I really imagined it could be. Uh, And then I think on uh, they, they they rolled a bunch of different guys out there on, on punt and kick return, but uh, Mitchell Tinsley was the first guy and I would expect, you know, kind of like the same thing with Jahan Dotson that, that, you know the the best mix of of upside and limited downside there. You know, redo have a veteran, somebody who's confident and and secure and trustworthy back there but who can also make a play or two. Mitchell Tinsley looks like he
1: might make some sense. I always say punt returner, catch the ball, catch the ball. Mitchell Tinsley looks like he will catch the ball. I want to give him the job. Real quick, how about the punting?
0: Well, Gabe Nuosu. You know, the 6'6", 300-pound punter, I am pulling for him all the way just because he's must-watch TV. And James Franklin said something interesting after the game. Not everybody plays up whenever the the fans are there. He played up. You know, he, he, I think Franklin kind of indicated, boy, he hasn't really punted the ball like that in practice, but then he gets out there on the turf. I think it's a pretty encouraging thing that fans and that situation brought the best out of him, and I think that's exactly what you're looking for out of a punter, to be consistent and not be scared by the situation.
1: I suspect the punter has not arrived yet. Alex Bichetti, by the way, he's not so small either. I'm just looking at his, th- he's six foot three, 200 pounds, Dusty. I think he's going to end up winning the job. Early prediction, Dusty. That is it for quarter number three. Quarter four, we're dedicating to the defense.
0: Hi, this is Ted Brown. I'm a member of the Penn State Board of Trustees and I'm up for re-election along with Barb Duran and Bill Oldsey. And one of our goals is again to freeze or even reduce tuition. And the way to do that is cut costs and get more students at the Commonwealth campuses, which would generate as much as $180 million. Re-elect trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey and Barbara Duran vote trustee ballot positions 238. Request your ballot at trustees.psu.edu.
1: There's nothing better than following your favorite team on the road. Thanks to Collegiate Athletic Travel, you can get your chance this fall as the Nittany Lions fly south to face the Auburn Tigers. Take a nonstop charter flight from Harrisburg. Accommodation included. Not two hours away in Atlanta, but at the team hotel. Transportation to and from the game is also included, as well as a tailgate party at the stadium. Go to athletictravel.com or call 800-788-4414 for all the information.